earthquakes. Nothing like an earthquake to rock us, so to speak, to the very core of how vulnerable we are. And I'm happy to report that there's nothing amiss here in the sanctuary. Dave, our facilities manager, was here on Friday night for the bigger one, and he did notice one itty-bitty impact that lingered for a while after the quake. The perpetual candle, the little red candle that's always lit near the reserve elements in the chapel, that candle was swaying ever so slightly. And I'm happy to report there was no damage over in the office, nothing knocked over our shelves, not even the little Lego priest I have on my bookshelf (laughs) fell over. We were very lucky. But depending on how much you may have felt, especially during the longer one on Friday, we've had a moment where our absolute vulnerability is right before us. And it's been a bit scary. Now today's gospel reading about Jesus sending out 70 followers points us to a different kind of vulnerability that can be scary, spiritual vulnerability. The vulnerability of our very souls and selves and sometimes even our safety when we follow Christ. Luke's gospel tells of Jesus sending this mass of followers, 70 followers, not just the 12, the inner circle, but 70 of them out to the villages and towns ahead. Now these are villages and towns that are hostile to Judaism. And Jesus tells these 70 to leave all that gives them security behind. Leave behind everything a traveler would need on the road. No shoes, no money, not even a bag to carry anything like food if you were to encounter it on the way. All they are to carry with them is Jesus. The peace, the love, and the healing they've witnessed and likely experienced themselves. Because these 70 followers They'd been already so moved and inspired or even transformed by their encounters with Jesus that they were already following him. They'd already left their homes and their work, and they were on a multi-day journey with him to Jerusalem. And now Jesus is saying, do more than take that risk of just venturing out and following me, venturing out to be with me, I want you to venture out beyond me. Take my message into hostile territory and prepare the people in these towns for my arrival. Prepare them for, in Jesus' word, the kingdom of God coming near. So go out. Ours is a faith that's not just this up-down relationship between us and God. Jesus teaches over and over and over again that following him and following the way of love means that our relationship with God is also manifest in our relationship with one another and not just the one another gathered here in this safe sanctuary, but the one another's that are out in the world. We are to be vulnerable 
We are, in the same way we are called to be vulnerable before God as individuals, the same way we're called to turn ourselves, our souls, and our bodies over to God's love, forgiveness, and grace, in that same way, we're to turn ourselves over with utter vulnerability to each other and to the world. So what does this mean? It means going out into our day-to-day world with Jesus' message of peace and love. Now let's be frank. A good part of our world on the west side of Los Angeles and beyond and way beyond is hostile to our message and to Christianity. I mean, how many of us are part of workplaces, neighborhoods, circles of friends or community groups, and even families that aren't welcoming of how much church means to you, to how much Jesus or sharing the meal that we're about to share up here means to us? How many of these environments are not really welcoming of the simple fact that we believe in God. Academia is one of these epicenters of generalized hostility against Christianity and even organized religion as a whole. And for those who teach in many colleges and universities, to admit you simply go to church is to invite questions and even suspicions sometimes among colleagues about your intellectual integrity. Now there's a center up at UC Berkeley devoted to the study of theology and natural sciences. And it's one of the few outposts where actually the people who work there are okay about being out, about being believers. In the late 1990s, they decided to invite top scientists into conversation about science and the spiritual quest. This was at a time when the polarization between science and religion, the rhetoric, was particularly acute. So they decided to invite only the top scientists from the hard sciences, people who'd won Nobel Prizes and major acclaim in their fields. And they expected a really low response rate. Maybe a dozen would show up, and that would make them happy. To their utter amazement, dozens showed up. Two of them were professors right there at Berkeley across campus. And these two men were shocked to see each other at the conference. See, they were colleagues, both nearing retirement, worked together for decades, even had offices next door to each other. But they never knew each one of them had an act of faith. They didn't know that each one of them saw their work through the lens of investigating God's creation. They didn't know that each each one of them was part of a congregation as vibrant as this one. They'd been silent about their belief, living in fear of sharing it. And this conference was the first place where they and all the scientists who came felt free to admit and to talk about their faith in the context of their work. They and all the attendees took the scary leap to be part of the conversation. And another thing that amazed the organizers is that afterwards, 
when papers were going to be published on the fruit of this conversation, every scientist who was asked whether or not their quotes could be included, every scientist said, yeah, attribute it to me and my name. In a sense, this academic paper became a coming out and even sparked a cover story on Time magazine a few months later about science and the spiritual quest. So in the context of today's gospel, in a sense, these are scientists venturing out like Jesus told the 70 to do. And they ventured out into what they thought was hostile territory. And when Jesus sends us out and when he sent the 70 out, he didn't tell them to convert the people they encounter. He told them to do three things. One, share the blessing of his peace. Two, heal people. And three, declare that the kingdom of God is near. Declare that the way of love is coming. So all they're actually called to do and all we are actually called to do is to prepare people for Jesus. Prepare people for Jesus' transformative power, the, the transformative power of his love to come into their lives. Conversion is Jesus' job. Our job, the job of the 70, is to do the footwork. The results are God's. And it can be scary. It takes vulnerability. But all we're called to do is actually be ourselves and share how Christ is with us and Christ can be with others too. So where are we called to venture out? Where and how do we risk being out there with a message of love and peace? I'd wanted to make this sermon all about specific ways that we can venture out in the world. You know, review St. A's on Yelp. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Post pictures of your engagement here, singing with the choir, whatever you do in our community, on social media. As much as I'd love you to do all that, and please do, my imagination is not as big as our collective imaginations. And I trust that God is moving in all of our hearts such that each and every one of us knows what is the hostile territory before us. Where are those areas that we're scared to be vulnerable? And what are the ways that we might, with our own gifts and our own selves, venture into them with a message of love. And it can be our workplaces, our families, our community groups. It can be by sharing verbal peace. It can be by standing in solidarity with groups that are oppressed. But all we are to do is go and hang out with that message to anyone who extends the hospitality and hears that peace. And the gospel says if people don't want to listen or can't receive it, we're to just dust off our feet and move on. We're not to back down. 
we're to still proclaim the kingdom of God is here, but move on. Again, we're just the footwork, the workers for Jesus, the laborers going out, the harvest, the big work is for God to do. So Jesus has empowered you and me just as we are. And what we do get to take with us, again, is the power of his love. And if Jesus weren't enough, we do have each other. Because when Jesus sends his followers out in pairs, he sends them out in community, a community of two. And there's nothing in the gospel about these pairs being carefully curated to match this one's gifts with that one or this one's personality with that one. And there's nothing about the 70 being chosen because they'd achieve some spiritual height or achieve some milestone in their spiritual journey. Some of them could have just been following for a few days. Who knows? But they, like us, were to go out as we are, as they are. To shed the trappings of our status, our possessions, and our privilege and bring our messy selves, shed our fear, and take our broken selves into the broken world and the messy lives of those we encounter. The scholar Walter Brueggemann wrote, our vocation does not lie in being safe, being big, or being, in, being secure and in control. Our vocation lies in the newness of God. People like us, odd, unexpected, and empowered, can and do make a difference. And here's the kicker. At the end of the gospel, when these followers return, they're full of joy at what happened. Huge success. They say even the demons submit to us. Part of the awesomeness of taking this risk, of venturing out, is sometimes seeing that kind of success. But Jesus says, don't, don't rejoice in this. Rejoice instead on a bigger plane, on a more cosmic plane, that I am eternally with you, regardless of success. Your names are written in my heart. Your names are written in his words in heaven. So another scholar wrote that, what matters more than the earthly and spiritual successes of Jesus' followers is the eternal relationship with God that they enjoy through him. This relationship is theirs. This relationship is ours by grace. For we are simultaneously recipients of and heralds to the grace and mercy of God embodied in Christ. We are recipients of love, and we are heralds of love, the two sides of the spiritual path. So yes, it is time to venture out. It is time to shed our fears, whatever armor we have, to be vulnerable and take Jesus, take the way of love into the world. Amen.